Hi, everybody. This is Nancy Miller from My Creative Life, the podcast about creatives, how and why they make the work that they do. And I'm very excited to have Russell Barnes with me today, all the way from Washington State. Hi, Russell. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. No, I'm so excited. I am such a fan of your photography that you've been posting. Um, I am incredibly honored that you would even take the time to talk about your expertise. But for the audience who may not be familiar with your work, can you talk a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I am an illustrator and I cut out my tiny artworks and I prop them outside and photograph them in real world environments. Well, and so like you're in, but what, like, can you talk a little bit more about your illustration background? Because I just find this really fascinating. Anybody who <laughs> does the technique that you're doing, like, like a little bit more about your backstory about in illustration, what got you started in illustration and drawing? Yeah. Um, so I've been drawing pretty much my entire life, like since I could remember. And um, I didn't take artwork seriously until about high school. Um, then I picked up uh, acrylic painting and I did that for about 15 years and uh, I never quite found my style with that. You know, um, if you were to look at my whole body of works, it would look like a different artist did each one. <laughs> so that had me feeling pretty lost as an artist. I had no real sense of direction, even though I always wanted to be an artist. So um, one day my friend just told me that like, dude, you're an illustrator, like, that's your style. So I really leaned into that. And I got away from painting altogether. Um, and then I just found this new direction by accident. <laughs> hey, can you talk about what that accident was? Yeah, so um, this all started with a drawing I did uh, back from an old marriage that I had. Uh, so I cut out this little, uh, it was a drawing of my ex-wife and a little puppy we had and I cut out the puppy and I just kind of propped it up in my hand for a little photograph um, and that was like my most successful piece amongst all of these paintings I did that I spent you know hours and hours on and this is something I spent like 20 minutes on so uh, I started looking closer into that idea and I just had this huge epiphany of all the possibilities it could bring so um, I had to shelf that idea for a while because I didn't have the proper equipment to do it. Um, and then years later, uh, I sold my very last painting. And with that money, I bought myself a camera and I totally reinvented myself. So I picked that idea back up and I've just been running wild with it ever since. That is awesome. Well, that is courageous. I have to say, because when you are an artist and you just jump into something that you're not comfortable with like that is that's really brave that is awesome <laughs> thank you yeah um it was a it was a pretty wild experience and it, it's still new to me that was like uh just about a year ago wow so you hadn't so because you were an illustrator so your photography as far as that you've learned kind of just as you've been doing it yep uh, when I first got my camera, I had no idea how to use it <laughs> or how to edit photos. I just uh, binge watched videos on YouTube and okay. tutorials, and then I just learned from hands-on experience from there on. That is awesome. Um, can I ask what kind of camera you have? 
Yeah, I have a Canon T6i Rebel. Okay, gotcha. It's like a, a pretty entry-level DSLR, um, and I'm using a Canon 50mm lens for it. Oh, nft 50 cool. Yep. <laughs> I love the, the blurring, the bokeh you get off of that. That is awesome. Right. <laughs> it's perfect. So cool. And then <laughs> you have really like, I mean, I really thought you've been doing it a lot, lot longer. So this is so <laughs> cool to pick your brain about how you were developing your technique because like it's so, there's not very many artists who marry like a completely different discipline like photography and illustration. Um, what I think is great about the world of illustration today is now that is illustration. <laughs> you can tell a story with it. Um, exactly. Can you tell us like, what are some like, because like, I'm getting like really into this, like, so you draw every, like, how do you plan this out? How's your process? Do you, do you mind sharing that? No, not at all. Um, so I start every drawing um, with a couple basic, like photography uh, principles that I picked up okay. um, that, you know, you uh, want to photograph someone at eye level to connect with them as much as possible. Uh, you know, when you like photograph kids, you don't want to do it from top down, looking down at them. You want to like get on their level. Um, so that's how I approach my illustrations. Um, I want to capture them at eye level um, to make them seamless with the environment as possible. Um, so that'll be like the beginning of the design process. Um, and then I factor in uh, future possibilities, like where the natural light is going to be where I photograph then I'll orient my illustration according to where the natural light is just to try to make it as seamless as possible. Awesome so what about location because location of where you're placing your little cut pieces like it's so important to that like do you know like when you're drawing like I know I have the perfect location or is it just kind of fly by the seat of your pants or I mean I don't know. Yeah, it's actually a pretty vague idea of where I'm going to be photographing it. Um, I usually go to the same park. It's like 15 minutes away. It's a beautiful, like quiet little trail right in the middle of a city that you would never guess from the photos you see. And some were even taken in my backyard because I had to do some like extra technical stuff, like, you know, sprinkle water out of the hose or something. You I know? saw some of those, those were really <laughs> cool. I mean, that was so inventive. I really thought that was amazing. I was like, oh my gosh, like he's just, so, that is so cool. Thank you. So yeah, I have like a pretty vague idea of where I'm actually gonna photograph these things. So that's a, quite the surprise to me because even when I'm putting so much thought into my illustration designs, I have no idea what the final product is going to look like. So that's a very rewarding process for me personally. That's cool. Okay. So then I'm not the only crazy one because like I do, not, <laughs> because there's something about, because there's almost this, I don't know, it's not really anxiety because I feel like it's a little bit of an excitement because I'll do something and I don't know how it's going to turn around. Sometimes it's hit or miss and then it's exciting that excitement when it does work, I get really excited like a little kid. I don't know, kind of like. Yes, I love that. It like, it's a good way to keep in touch with your inner child, I think. You know, it's very playful and you just go with the flow. And that is very much with my worth ethic. I love to just be surprised and just hope for the best. 
And then are you doing a lot of post and uh, what software are you using for that? Yeah, so I, I pretty much just use the mobile version of Adobe Lightroom. Oh. Yeah, I tried it on a laptop and um, I my laptop is that great. So the, the way it displays colors wasn't really true to how it would look like on my phone. So I just scrapped that whole idea and I'm doing it all on my phone with a stylus. Whoa, that's cool. Yeah. I'm like <laughs> amazed by that because I didn't know, like in your opinion, from what you've learned, do I need to invest in all this? Like, like the, I've been watching food photography tutorials because I couldn't <laughs> do anything that would help me teach me how to do the cut paper and then photo it with the lighting. And the closest thing I found was food photographers. And one yeah. of them suggested, like, you get that spider, you get, because you mentioned how colors are not always true. Like, do you think I need to invest in all that? I mean, is that a big deal? Like, you know, for yeah. you, or the color, I don't know. What, what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, honestly, I think that's a, a great point is like a lot of food photography and also product photography. Um, it's very relevant to, to what I'm trying to accomplish because I'm trying to like, uh, I'm creating this little product, a little tiny illustration, and I and display it as best as I can. So there's a lot to learn from those two avenues of photography. And I don't think you need to uh, invest in a bunch of equipment other than the camera itself. Um, I mean, Adobe Lightroom is free, and you can go very far with just that alone. So uh, I think there's a lot of uh, resourcefulness and like pragmatism that that kind of spawns from this avenue and it's, it's very rewarding <laughs> yeah and also being on a budget because I can tell you that photography equipment I had always heard it's an expensive hobby but my goodness I was bored <laughs> I was like I'm like oh I cannot afford to buy this new like let me go check out eBay and like work it <laughs> exactly like I'd say the biggest price point it was just like getting the camera um, but you don't need all the fancy like studio lights or anything like that. I think uh, once you get the camera, um, you'll be good to go. <laughs> so are you just using natural lighting then? Um, because that's interesting that you bring up like, you know, just natural lighting for your outdoors since you're outside. Do you have to add any kind of extra lighting? I mean, I don't know. What? Yeah. Um, so I have this tiny little uh, um, tube light that I use. Um, just in case the sun is kind of like behind my illustration, it'll kind of illuminate the, the tape and the wire that I used to prop it up. So I'll have to light it from the front to, uh, to hide that. Um, and I'll use it to also reinforce the lighting choices I made in my illustration as well, because I'll often work in, in shadows okay. um, because photographing in direct sunlight could lead to overexposed images. So, um, I usually have to like brush my shadows in just to try to get that that cohesive image, you know. So that's been a, a really cool um, way to like artificially light my illustrations and my photographs, just to uh, reinforce the choices I made in my design process. That's cool. See, I and so I'm having issues, and maybe you can help me with this because <laughs> I guess some of it is like. I don't know it like I've been um I have this like 
soft box that I kind of made with PVC pipe and then I have this <laughs> paper and I light it from the back with artificial lighting. So yours, you're outdoors shooting, I'm doing indoors. And sometimes, like you're saying, you lose the, I lose the shadows and I've been trying really hard because I feel like the shadows are what help make it pop. Like, it's kind of like you see that feel like it has depth. Yes, um, absolutely. Is there anything you could recommend in that would help with that or just keep playing? I mean, I don't know. I'm just, hmm. sorry. To it's be hard to say for me, uh, for indoor shooting. Um, it's different. Yeah, it's a little different. Uh, I mean, the only thing with my stuff is, is like bigger objects, you'll see a lot more noticeable like cast shadows. Um, so those are the things that I, I really try to uh, focus on and make sure the light's in the right direction. Um, but yeah, with indoor photography, I haven't had too much experience with that. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Oh, no, it's okay. I'm sorry. That was one of my questions anyways. I was just curious. I got, yeah. I got recommendations from a classmate who used to do analog photography, and she said, I probably need to play around with my lighting some more and I was even considering like maybe doing more 3D paper stuff because I'd looked at other illustrators I was like huh maybe I could play with more three-dimensional but I've always been doing like just 2D you know draw it paint it cut it out and then stick it in a paper <laughs> environment and so it's just um yeah just something I might have to play around with you never know so Maybe um, use some big light diffusers. I know I picked one up on uh, pretty cheap on Amazon uh, that has like a bunch of different uh, shades you can have for it, like a gold leaf so you can bounce some more like warm lights and tones. And there's a silver one. You just diffuse the light and kind of bounce it off uh, natural sources. And th that might do the trick there for you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that suggestion. Yeah. I'm going to write that down because I will yeah. forget it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'll look that up on Amazon, but that's really super helpful. And yeah. I was curious because uh, I noticed you do some collabs with other artists and I was curious, how does that work? Yeah, um, so I had no idea that this was going to be a thing. Um, the very first one started with me just buying a piece of artwork. Um, so we had no discussion about actually doing a collaboration, um, but I bought it with the intention that I was just gonna design something along with it. And it was just gonna do it for fun. Um, so once I took the photograph and uh, polished it up, I sent it to her and she loved it. And, uh, and then we both shared it and, and then it kind of took a life of its own. Um, Collaborating was always a thing I wanted to do as a painter, but that's kind of hard to do because you're like, I feel like there's a battle for space there on one single object, you know? It's hard to find a seamless fashion to, uh, to mend two styles together on one surface. Um, so uh, in terms of photography, this kind of opened up a whole new door, um, even beyond illustrations, you know, you can, pretty much anything you can photograph, I can do a collaboration with. So that has been truly exciting. And to share one tiny little space in a seamless fashion has been uh, very rewarding. So yeah, this just took on a mind of its own. And uh, I absolutely love the collaborations I've been doing with people. That's awesome, Russell. And 
So how does that process work? Do they just reach out to you or you just, they go like, oh, let's, you know, and come up with a theme? I'm just curious. Yeah, so it's a little bit of both. Um, sometimes I'll reach out, I'll see um, somebody's work and I'm like, well, that could fit my style very complimentary and vice versa. Um, and I'm very open to all sorts of possibilities. So uh, just taking any opportunity I can to work with another artist, no matter where they're from, how many followers they have, that doesn't all matter at all. So I just love the creative process of two minds getting together and um, sharing a, a complimentary space. So what I usually do is I'll take a look at their feed and uh, see, try to find a, a theme or motif that they have experienced. And I'll try to incorporate their style in a respectful way uh, along with mine and just try to bring them together. That's so cool. Yeah, I really love seeing the little collabs you do on your Instagram. And I just was like, wow, he does a lot. And it'd be kind of neat if you have you, I don't know if you've done this or not, but take the, all of these little photos and put them into a little book. Uh, I mean, I hadn't known if you were thinking about those kind of things, but that would be really cool, especially with your collabs. And, and uh, Yeah, for sure. I've definitely got that request a lot and uh, it's something I'll definitely be looking into. Um, maybe I'll do like a yearly collection. Like my first year, I'll just publish in a, a quick little like a coffee table book or something. Yeah. I think that'd be a cool idea. <laughs> really neat. That'd be awesome. I'd like yeah. to buy a copy. Um, <laughs> right on. <laughs> So for your process, are there any artists that have inspired you or informed you or even with your paintings when you're painting? Um, back in my painting days, I was largely inspired by um, Impressionism. I loved Van Gogh, um, even though like his style wasn't like directly visible in my own stuff. Um, it was always in the back of my mind. That was like the kind of painter I wanted to be. Um, but now that I'm just focused on illustrations, I, I never had to give up that experimentation. You know, as you might see that I, uh, I'll go from like children's book style illustrations to more realistic and I kind of bounce back between subjects. And I feel like I never had to give up that total freedom, you know, and that's been amazing. So as far as inspirations go, it's, it's pretty much everyone. <laughs> I love everything I see uh, from fellow artists on Instagram and they all inspire me in their own ways. And I try to, uh, to build on, on ideas and, and make those little things my own, you know? That's very cool. I think that's awesome. And if you, oh, is there um, any advice you'd give for artists who want to maintain like a, a work-life balance because illustration art whatever you do it's it's uh, very all-consuming I found that other people who are my friends who have careers that are perfectly great like accounting or something like a nine-to-five job they just kind of shut off they're like oh, it's five o'clock I'm done I get to go home <laughs> so <laughs> fine from interviewing all these artists it's um it's it's sometimes hard to balance that do you have any advice or tips yeah, um, so I made a decision um, just before COVID hit that I was gonna work one less day a week from my day job, um, just to focus more on artwork. Um, and this was still like at the tail end of my painting days. Um, so I really took advantage of that time 
uh, I had a three-day weekend every week just to put more time into, into doing what I love. And through I found I the perfect balance of like my art life and my work life. You know, um, it always felt skewed before that. Like I was just working for a living and then art would always felt like you know, a hobby and it was off to the side. So this changed everything. Um, so I definitely recommend if you can to just work less. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's true. I um, agree with you. I um, went through kind of a period where I was just like, I'm really missing the art. I mean, I love teaching and I was a um, K through 12 art teacher for 11 years. And I love that interaction with other people. I've met so many different people. And I think one of the things that really like with the pandemic and everything, I I thought my dream was like, oh, I would love to be at home all day and make art. And it is wonderful, but I do miss that interpersonal connection with people um, who are excited about art. And uh, yeah, it's it can be kind of lonely. <laughs> I was like, yeah, for sure. It's <laughs> a mix. It has its plus and minuses and stuff. So, but I really appreciate you sharing that, how you just kind of kickstarted your work into full gear like that go for that extra day yeah it's been uh, incredibly life-changing for me um I was kind of a recluse back in my painting days you know I never left the house I was always stuck behind uh, my easel and all my paints and stuff you know but this is like completely changed my life in different ways it's getting me outside and exploring trails every single weekend it's been uh, truly rewarding so is there anything that you could tell us that you're currently working on? Any special projects that you feel comfortable sharing? Yeah, um, so I've been working on my first children's book for a while. Oh, uh, awesome. Congrats. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah, it's nearing completion. Um, we only have a few pages left before we start the polishing process. Uh, so we're very excited to uh, to get that out. Oh my gosh, that is awesome. Like that it's that's a huge undertaking, especially with the process that you do. I, I go yes. Wow, that is amazing. Can I ask how many pages it's gonna be? Yeah, so we went with the, the industry standard of 32. Um, but we had a different idea for the layout. So um uh, usually my work is photographed in a, in a vertical fashion. This is gonna be horizontal. And we're going to be yeah, two page layouts. So they're going to be one huge image across uh, two page spreads. Oh, that is going to be amazing, Russell. I can already Thank you. with the work that you do. Like kids are going to be delighted because it's like when I talk to people who, who see my work, it's like if they're adults, that it reminds them of that time when they were a kid and they used to like do dioramas or they would do paper dolls. I mean, it's it, it's something that's so childlike it, it just automatically you feel like you're taken into a special world yes absolutely I, I feel like it's going to be relatable for kids and adults alike you know it brings back that inner child and it's something new and exciting you know it's like a bridge between imagination and reality in a very like welcoming way and I, I love that about this whole process that's amazing oh I feel like I'm so glad I I asked you because to come on here because I, I the the things that I am hearing from you is like 
I am not the weirdo. I'm not the only <laughs> way about this technique. Because I had I had people say, well, why don't you do it just all digitally? And yeah, I get that a lot. <laughs> okay, so they're like, well, why? It seems like a lot of work. And I go, I don't know if this is something that you've noticed. Like, and this is not to diss anybody who does all digital. Okay, I've seen some phenomenal. Oh yeah digital illustrate i think it's really a weird personal choice on the artist it's just like that's just how i like it i and also that whole breaking up the process like i didn't like sitting at my computer working i did a year solid of graduate school all all digital illustration and i was miserable i was like i was like i can't do this my back hurts i need i need something to break it up and also, I found that I would, it forced me to do my process because if at the end of the day you go and you shoot and I, and if I shoot natural light, I'm doing it at a certain time of the day, you better have your A gamma on because that light's going to oh, yeah. go. You know what I mean? It's like, you better <laughs> yeah. know what you're doing. And so it forced me to say, you cannot wait till the last minute to make decisions, start making decisions early on. So you don't fail completely because you were unprepared. <laughs> so exactly. um, okay so I'm not the only but, but the results I was like when I photoshop out the wires or I like get that perfect lighting I'm like oh, that looks so oh cool like I feel like I'm stepping into my own little world yes I absolutely love that and I feel like it's like a more tangible experience to see and touch and feel that experience in a real way you know I have all the love for digital work, but I don't think that ever uh, really applied to, to my own style. I really like the involving more senses into it, you know, and that that always was uh, very rewarding to me. Well, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Now, if you could go back in time, Russell, what's something you would tell yourself like in your art journey? Because I, I ask everybody this because, you know, I mean, you're here where you're at now and it's worked out great, but it, you know, if you could, you know, what ifs? Yeah, um, I would say to put more focus on finding a niche rather than um, just purely experimenting, you know, I feel like I, I did that for like 15 years and I kind of over, overstayed my welcome in that realm, you know, um, I feel like I could have saved myself a lot of time and maybe found this sooner if I had just kind of focused on finding a, a very um, like unique direction to go. Gotcha. I, I got you with that. It, I, for the longest time, it's like you said, I mean, I spent a year doing digital illustration though it, it served its purpose. I think the one good thing is I spent a year doing something I didn't like, and then I realized I don't like that. <laughs> so I'm get the plus side of it. Some people love it more, but you know, you, you finally figure out what works. And I think it's seeing work like artists like yourself. It's very inspiring. And then other illustrators that I was like, it really the light bulb went off. It's like illustration has changed, and it doesn't necessarily have to be just a, a canvas or an illustration board that you're painting on. It's whatever you can visually communicate and record for somebody else to see. And I think that 
that's what blew my mind. I was like, wow. <laughs> they would have looked at me crazy. In my undergrad, if I had done stuff like that, they'd be like, wow, she's just like, <laughs> job. Now it's a little bit more accepting, but it, it it's it's interesting. Um, but most people do digital, which is perfectly fine, and they get beautiful work out of it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think there's something special about, you know, um, finding uh, your niche like that. It's super rewarding. And I think just as an art world altogether, I think there's a lot more, um, a lot more appreciation for having something specific to subscribe to rather than just uh, pure technical skill. And technical skill is amazing and it get you a long way, but I feel like it won't get you as far as having a niche these days. I, well, I, I appreciate all of your insight and oh, I'm down to the last two final questions. I've really enjoyed speaking to you, Russell. Yeah, likewise. Um, I wanted to ask you, this is one of those deep questions because I think artists, illustrators, we kind of say, well, our artwork is what we would leave behind after we die. Um, but besides your artwork, what are three final truths that you would leave behind if they can't be your art um, that you want to leave for the masses? Yeah. Um, I would first say, don't take yourself too seriously. You know, it's okay to be playful and kind of ex experiment and like play with your inner child a little bit, just have fun. Um, and I would say focus more on the act of creating more than the outcome itself, because that, that whole process can be uh, very rewarding in its own. You know, it doesn't have to rely on you know how pretty your picture is <laughs> or how how much you've developed as an artist you know I think that's an important thing to lean on that most people might might forget or lose sight of and uh, finally I would say just be humble and you know remember where you came from yeah, that's wonderful I just that's all great advice and where <laughs> this, since this is a podcast where can people we've been talking about your work where can people go see it, Russell? Yeah, so I'm exclusively on Instagram at Chromatic Habitat. Awesome. Well, everybody, please check out Russell's work. It's phenomenal. I am so, not only is his work phenomenal, he's just a really nice guy and he's really <laughs> to talk to. Um, man, that is so awesome. And um, I have thoroughly enjoyed this interview and um, I I'm so glad I reached reached out to you to be on the podcast. So thank you, Russell. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been such a pleasure. All right, everybody. Thank you to listen, for listening My Creative Life. Bye.